No, it's I don't think so. It's actually really sweet. Ooh. I like it. It's got a medicinal flavor. It's mostly honey. Yeah, that's what I really pick up on is a lot of honey. Yeah, I do not like it. Just a tiny hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tastes like cigar smoke. Michigoni in degree. All the best podcasts are free. Not a ginger and witty. Playing games and drinking tea. Call a pound never lies. The best podcast for its size. So hang out with your new best friend. With a friend for Pigeon. Good morning. Welcome to Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Or good afternoon or evening or good or middle, good of, middle the of the night. night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ginger. I'm Willie. And we're here with our podcast about video games, beverages, real life XP, and recommendations. Excellent. Yeah, we are. And you know what else we come with? World's Pretty much every quote episode. Of the fucking week or day or whatever. From the 1995 book, still. <laughs> it's my own screwed upness. Daniel Stern said that way back then, sometime. Okay. Well, I have a fun little treat today. I got some Swiss Miss hot cocoa with Lucky Charms freaking marshmallows. All right. Lucky Charms hot chocolate. Yeah. Basically, the marshmallows melt right away, so you got to get a picture of them quickly, but it's pretty good. I bet they would enjoy this even at the Amelia Project. Absolutely. I mean, look how cute it is. Yeah, I bet they would like this at the Amelia Project because it's fucking magically delicious. Yep. Probably just as tasty as, you know what, Lucky Charms, Hot Cocoa. I just ate some LOL surprise birthday oh, cake. Oh yeah, you did. Cereal. So we better not let you drink mixed this. with Wendy's frosty chocolate flavored cereal with chocolate marshmallows, and then after that, I ate a piece of a fruity pebbles white chocolate candy bar. So I okay. don't think I need Lucky Charms hot cocoa. Also. <laughs> well, I am gonna rate it four and a half out of five. What's it taste like? It tastes like chocolate. Hot cocoa with some fucking magical marshmallows in it. <laughs> a little more sweet because the marshmallows make it a little sweeter. Are the marshmallows like fruitier than regular white no. marshmallows? No. Nope, they're just fancy looking regular marshmallows. But like some of the bubbles in it are turning different colors when I'm stirring it because... The probably highly artificial colored marshmallows that are in here. When you go poop mm. later, what colors are it going to be? Who fucking knows because <laughs> I'm not looking. Yeah. Well, what you got? I have a beer from Stonehound Brewing. Okay. Outside of Traverse City, Michigan. That's funny. There's a place called Stonehound. Like... Yeah, and they haven't been they, have they a... haven't been sued by Stone yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Were you there or did you Yeah, I was there. Did they have lots of stones, like different stones in the place? They did. The whole bar okay. was like big long pieces of driftwood, two of them together with like a bunch of like the glass from the old factories and Petoskey okay. stones and cool. all kinds of rocks. All right. Inside the bar. Because <laughs> that's like a saying when you go look for cool rocks, you're a stone hound. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. cool. I like that. That I would actually like to see that place, even though I don't 
drink and I probably can't eat anything there. It'd be uh-huh. neat to see. The food there is at a place called the Radish Truck, so maybe you could eat something there. I'm different. But this is the Sketchy Drees Hazy <laughs> IPA. That's a cool name. Drees, D-R-E-E-Z. I like the uh, label. It's optical illusion-y and fun. It's the generic label, and they fill them and then put a little clear sticker on. Because, like, you have to buy five semi-loads worth of cans if you want it actually printed on the can now. (sighs) That's so dumb, but whatever. This is a good, hazy, citrusy IPA. All right. It almost tastes like there's orange juice in it. It's Mm. so citrusy. That's cool. Like orange Julius flavor beer. (laughs) Nice. It's smooth. It's hazy. It's 6.4% alcohol. And as far as I know, you can only get it there. At the tap house. All right. You got an exclusive brewski. I'm going to give it 4.25 out of 5. I recommend to check out Stonehound Brewing when you're up in Traverse City. Hey, Ginger. Hey, yeah. What recommendation you got? Nope, wait, wrong one. Um, hey, Ginger, no. what Real Life XP you got? Um, Don't usually take a break and then come back with Real Life XP? Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I can just go right into it. Um, I bought some pumpkins, and I bought some pumpkins, and a really cool gourd I want to make into a birdhouse. Hey, Ginger. What? Now it's time for Real Life XP. I just fucking said (laughs) what my XP was. So, I got a cool, like, little green one that was pretty heavy, of orangish green one. Are you going to carve them? The pumpkin ones? I think I do want to eventually. I got a yellow one and then this cool, like, lime green gourd. They were all just five bucks. You got to get some turnips now, too, to carve those Ooh, also. Oh, yes. I want to get a t- turnip to carve a creepy-ass fucking turnip mm-hmm. face into. Yeah. Um, because I like that. Whoa, it started raining a bunch outside. Um, But, yeah, it was cool to go. There's... Where we're at, we're we're surrounded by farms. Um, I went over to like a nearby little farm town, and I mean, right now here in Michigan, you can pretty much throw a fucking rock and hit a fucking place where it's selling pumpkins. But I saw one um place. If you do, you have to pay for the pumpkins. That's true. Probably. So, when I was driving back from um, the vet that I found here, there was a place with a lot of cool pumpkins, and I saw some white ones, and some yellow ones, and green ones. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there. So, I went there. I don't know. There was no fucking name. It's just a fucking house surrounded by all the farms. So, yeah, it was cool to check out what they had and snag some pumpkins. And some little cool, like kind of squashes that look like dicks. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. What are those called? Dicks? I guess. (laughs) That's the scientific They're almost like little gourds because they're like really hard. Yeah. Like dicks. (laughs) Well, sometimes. (laughs) So yeah, it's nice to feel more in the spoopy time and mood. Yeah, I got some pumpkins. Hey. I bet you did. Um, <laughs> I 
got all of those for like 21 bucks. So I'm going to say 210,000 points. 21 points. 7,021 points. <laughs> I didn't ship. Dude, I almost like, I almost dropped points. one. Okay, 21,000 and I won't be fine. I almost <laughs> dropped one when I was putting them in my car because that little green one is heavy. For how small it is, it's fucking sheathic. We gotta make pumpkin <laughs> pie out of the green pumpkin. Eat um, that one. Those ones didn't say they were edible, but I'm sure they are. They <laughs> they had specific pumpkin pie pumpkins there. And those were like small, little small ones. Right. I want to eat the weird one. <laughs> Not okay. the normal one. Um. Okay. <laughs> We can do that, I'm sure. All right, for my real life XP, I was up in Traverse City. Monster kill! And it was early October, mid-October. The first day we were up there, the high was 56 degrees. Oh. But then the next day, the high was 76 degrees. <laughs> uh, and global warming. And so we got out of work in time to go to the beach while it was still like 76 out. There's nice. one right nearby. Yeah, it was pretty. You sent me a picture. It mm-hmm. was really nice. Thanks for sharing. So I got to go ride my one wheel along the beach. and Sweet. Uh, going down the dune, the sand was too, too you know, uh, Sandy. Thin, sandy. Yeah. <laughs> so I spun out there, but I carried it down right next to the water line. I got and that's to, a little more yeah. packed in. And I actually got to ride it along the beach. Cool. And then over some stones. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that was cool. That's really neat. I bet that was a fun drive. Yeah. And I got to ride it up to the Stonehound Brewing. Excellent. And they had a Baywatch pinball machine. Oh, a, fuck yeah. And a Lethal Weapon 3 pinball machine. Awesome. Oh, I chose the Baywatch one. I played Baywatch pinball also. I'm not there. surprised there, but okay. <laughs> I would have played both. I would have got enough money for both. I didn't have much cash on me. I only had a dollar's worth of quarters. Damn, and they were a dollar to play? Yeah. Mm. I won a free game of Baywatch, though, so I got to play it twice. That's cool. And too bad you couldn't, like, uh, be like, hey, I won a game on here. Does someone give me a dollar so I can play this other one? I would have totally, <laughs> I would have totally been like that. Come on, it's just same money, whatever. Anyway. It wasn't that busy. Thank you. And that would be weird. <laughs> Not if you're like, I want to play Lethal Weapon 3. No, I looked at the ramps and saw which one like looked funner based on the ramps of the game. Yeah. So Baywatch had more and, curves yeah. <laughs> and more ramps. Imagine that. They looked more accessible than... Joe okay. Pesci and Danny Glover. And <laughs> <laughs> but you got too old for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Simon played that one. Not the Simon that the listeners know, but a different Simon played that one. <laughs> Holy shit. dokes. So for the, the pinball brewery excursion and a one-wheel ride on the beach, I'll say 210000 Mm-mm. <laughs> Five hundred and ten thousand. You don't double it. <laughs> that wasn't double. <laughs> Five hundred twenty. Twenty-five thousand. 
205,000. 25,000. 200,000. 24,000. <laughs> 25 million. 25,000. Okay, we'll be right back Um, after some message or something. Can you pause it so I can let Tango back in or stop it? All right, how it's about, raining my, a how about lot. my score? 25,000. My score on the Baywatch pinball was a. Who ordered all this fucking anime titty? All right, so 187 million. Select your player. Hey, Ginger. Hey, yeah? What game you play? I play Beacon Pines on the Xbox. Game Pass, actually. Excellent. Beacon? So, Beacon? Yeah, B-E-A-C-O-N. Beacon. As in Mavis Beacon teaches typing? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is a, an adorable kind of creepy little adventure game where you are Luca. It looks like a little deer. They're all like anamorphic. Anamorphs? I mean, they don't morph into animals. They're just like animals that are like human, but they're animals. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Or there's animatronic, like Showbiz Pizza Place. No. Okay. So it's, it's kind of basically a point and click... Um, you get different scenarios, what they call charms, which is just a certain word where you change one word in a scenario and it changes the story. Like a descriptive adjective? Almost. Like you get shit or (laughs) junk. You get shit. (laughs) The word shit. And it's a pile of poop (laughs) and a charm. (laughs) So there's the toilet situation. Oh, because there's no toilets in any of the houses. Because they're animals, they just doo-doo in the woods. <laughs> or into your inventory, apparently. Well, it's it's just one of the charms, which that's what they're calling, like, the word that you can change in your book. So it's like a storybook telling you the story of Luca mm-hmm. and... And, like, as the story's telling you, you'll have a charm, which is different words you can change, as I said already, the storyline and what happens. on screen, there's an actual book open with, like, a picture on one side. And and the word's on the other side. is on the other side. Yep. And then it will get to the end, and and it will be, like, you'll play good cop and blank cop. Yeah, chill. And then you get to pick from the... Cards. It was chill, cool, and um, strict. So, uh, after you find out a little bit of uh, stuff that's happening in the story, I don't really want to give it away, even though there's many different endings, which is kind of cool. Uh, but you could run through this game in a couple hours, to be honest, because um, it was fun, and it's kind of easy to... Uh, Go back and be like, oh, I want to see what happened this scenario or this scenario. 
It was very cutesy with, like, big eye, mm-hmm. baby-looking animals. Yes. Even the, like, older animals were cutesy, big eye animals. Is it kid-friendly, too? Can you, like, play it with a young I would say, children? I mean, there's some swearing, not, like, really bad. So, I would say maybe... Except for that one character named Cuntfuck. <laughs> there's not <laughs> anyone named Cuntfuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the charms says shit on it. You could always, like, if the kid can't read, you can be like, (laughs) it's poop or whatever. And there might be a couple dams, but there's not, there's no fucks in there. So, I mean, it's up to the parent. I personally would say this would be okay to play with a child. Um, And I also have taught sailors how to fucking swear, motherfuckers. So... I mean, and I don't have children's <laughs> for a reason, but um, I would say yeah, it's fine. Okay, it's cute. So it I looks mean, like a children's story, but it does. When they came out and said shit, I was like, oh, oh, there's some swearing in this game, but, but it wasn't that much comparatively to other games I have played or have watched play compared to house of the dead overkill (laughs) there's not much swinging correct um it's kind of cool how they're like kind of beating around the bush of like fucking with the environment isn't good and it has bad consequences which is kind of an underlying not very underlying um but it's kind of cool how they like basically are trying to save the world from freezing over. So part of the gameplay is like ad-lib, where, a limited ad-lib where you add a couple words yep. into a storybook. Mm-hmm. But isn't there also uh, parts of the gameplay where you control the character with them moving around? Yes, you do move them around to go speak to other folks. Um, In between book pages or something? Yeah. Like as stages? Yeah. So, I mean, there is limited gameplay. So, I mean, it's really easy. So, I guess, it you know, a child could play it. I don't know what the uh, rating is on it. It's um, rated okay for children, okay with shit. that's my new esrb rating (laughs) so i mean it's i really like the art i don't know if you would call it cell shaded but it's very cartoony and the animals are adorable and it's a little spoopy so like characters running around are like cartoon Mm -hmm. but then the close-up pictures are like they're really nicely detailed like almost looks watercolor norman rockwell demented animal i mean they don't look super they don't look that scary (laughs) i would say they're way cuter demented in the cute extra cutesy way yeah definitely (laughs) so it's it's pretty cool as you're going along through the story and if you get a kind of fucked up ending the book's like nah that's not the ending that should happen go back (laughs) (laughs) let's go back or like oh that was an interesting ending um which was 
which was pretty cool. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the only, I mean, there was like no toilets Pass in the, into the iris in the houses, but it was it was pretty cool. <clears throat> Cute, simple adventure game. I actually beat it. So there's no toilet, but you can find the poop. So mm-hmm. find the shit. You know why? Because there's no toilet. Where else is it gonna be? Um, they're in the woods. Beacon yeah. Pines, they're animals. They doo-doo in the woods. Keshelva Shiktatanaloya is Lithuanian for the bear shit in the woods. At least that's what my grandpa taught me. Uh, I thought the bear shit in the blue cupboard. <laughs> is that Russian? Was that Russian? No. Or German? Chechnyan or Swedish? I forget. You just said a really naughty word. Belgium. Oh wait, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beacon Pines. Is, if you got Game Pass, check it out. Um, it's pretty cute and fun, and easy to get those gamer points if you're uh, going for that. Yeah, you caught oh. up to me, dang it. <laughs> One of my favorite. Now Ninja Lunchboxes in the lead. <laughs> One of. <laughs> One of my favorite achievements on this game was Born in a Barn. It's if you leave, like, the fridge or the water going when you leave your house for the first time. It's funny. Uh, it makes sense if you leave the door open. But if you leave the fridge open, that doesn't make any sense because the barn doesn't have a fridge. Well, didn't your mom ever say that if you left stuff open that you shouldn't you leave, leave open? the door open. Dude, my mom said that shit about because, fucking everything. Because on the barn, you can leave the barn door open. Yeah, I know. But at the house... No, you only say that about the door, not about the fridge. Because the barn doesn't have a fridge in it. So that doesn't but make any door. sense. Whatever. Where were you born in a fridge? Because you leave the barn closed? <laughs> Well, it doesn't make sense either with the fuck of water. So. No. Well, hopefully there's water in the barn. <laughs> you don't want the animals to die like in your zoo. <laughs> it's your zoo. <laughs> Piss jokes. Select your player. They will. What game you play? I played Fuga Melodies of Steel. Wait, what was Fatality. it? Shit. <laughs> this is why I looked it up first on mine, because I was putting in something completely different. Fuga, Melodies of Steel. Isn't that what you said? Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. That's the, the game I played is Fuga. So what's melodies this game about, Will? So this game also involves a bunch of furry, anthropomorphic animal people. Mm. How convenient we both play one of those <laughs> fucking these, furry episode for y'all bitches. These people are mostly cat people and dog people. It takes place in a very France-like country a long time fucking ago. French. During a war. <laughs> hmm. a war I wonder what the, fucking war that would be. A war where the Burmans are attacking <laughs> everyone. There's a there's a dog race of people. They're called Burmans. Burman Shepherds. Mamma mia! <laughs> and you can, I 
No, it's French because you can play this game in either Japanese or in French. Fuck you, France. I mean, not really, but... The original, like, voice acting is in Japanese. And all the menu, like, titles, like when you're about to go to a fight or when you're going to an intermission, all those words are in French no matter what language you play the game in. Humiliation. And so you prepare for... It. Shut it's the all fuck up right now with your bad French accent. Oh, oh, oh. What's worse than a French accent? A croissant to the finisson. Whenever I think of French, I think of the French cook in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Zutolo, what is this? How on earth could I miss such a sweet just... little succulent crab? <laughs> So this game is a, it's an RPG that's a strategic tank battle RPG where you're a band of children who take on the entire Burman army. It starts when your village, poor kids. your village is attacked by the Burmans and they de- destroy all your houses and like kill all of you. And these kids run away, and they go in this cave that they were told never to go into before. And there's like an old, ancient, mysterious tank that they all live in, and the the tank comes to life and starts talking to the kids. And all these kids in the tank go on a like one tank mission. Wait a second, the tank can talk to the kids through a radio. I had no idea about that. The when tank, I was the tank you. encourages them and it tells them to keep fighting. And there's like wow. later on there's a ghost girl. I saw the ghost The ghost girl, girl appears oh, and tells them not to fight and tells them no you'll be destroyed. You must not keep fighting. I mean and, that's a good point. And then the tank radio encourages them and said you can you can stand against this. Nothing can defeat you. Hmm. And all their families have been captured by the Burmans, all these children. And so you start with six kids, and you start rolling across the countryside, and you can get more and more and people to join you tank. in your squad. And this fucking badass tank. It is pretty badass. It's like, what, f- three or four story high fucking tank? Yeah, if you go up on the roof, I think it's five story high. Like on the intermission scenes. You have the farming, and you have the soul cannon on the bottom level. Above that, you have the uh, the kitchen, the workshop, and the scrap fishing. Then above that, you have the bunks and the uh, control room. Above that, you have the laundry and the observation room, and then you can go up on the roof. And that's no where, toilets. Like, that's where like the weird rubber ducky shows up. No, no. toilets, huh? Well, they are animals. They're growing through the countryside. They just take a shit right off of that tank. Yeah. I'm they convinced. Pentakill. I think I think there <laughs> must be a bathroom like right near it's in between the workshop and the scrap fishing on the bottom floor. I think there's a little bathroom down there. It's literally just a hole to like <laughs> under the tank where they right. do do right to the ground. Now that's what I'm in in picturing. So, do you want to hear about like the gameplay first or the story first? Gameplay. 
Okay, you start with six characters, and there's three different colors. There's blue machine guns, which have high accuracy but low power. Yellow Good grenade shot. launchers have medium and medium. And then there's red um, cannons, which have high damage and low accuracy. Your enemies will have either blue, yellow, red, or sometimes they'll have two. Or stronger enemies will even have three of those like weaknesses, and you can hit them, and it will okay. delay them. And it's, there's a bar on top that's kind of like an active time battle yep. that show what order the turns go in and how much time passes between those turns. And so like if there's a flying guy with a blue clock in front of him, you hit him with a character with a blue machine gun, and it delays their turn. Hmm. And you can do that once per turn for each of them, which helps give your characters twice as many turns. Hell that's yeah. pretty sweet. That's handy as fuck. And you can change your characters mid-battle. You can have... You have three active guns. There's the three colors. Okay. And you can go and switch your characters at any time. But once you switch characters, it locks it in for three turns. But it's only for three turns. So once they each go mid-battle, you can go and switch for no penalty. Okay. You can switch your characters again. Hmm. So, like, some characters have armor... And the machine gunners, the blue with the blue guns, have a ability that uses your basically magic points that can decrease the enemy's armor. Okay. So you can go and switch, you know, decrease armor, and then once everybody goes once, you can go switch again to like the red, which will do more damage. Okay. Yeah. So you can get rid of the uh, enemies quicker. Yeah. There's lots of strategy oh, about boy. like. Flying enemies that heal other characters or heal their armor. Or, you know, if you do you want to delay the enemy or do you want to take out their armor or do you want to defend? Every character can defend, which reduces... Well, that's good. Because <laughs> these moves, they do a lot of damage. Even, like, a regular enemy can yeah. do, like, 2,000, 3,000 damage when you have, like, well, these 7, are 8, 9,000 life. children. In a tank. In a gigantic tank, yes. So, I mean, yeah, their kids getting flung around in this tank. Of course it's going to take some fucking hit points off. And you're fl- fighting, like, all kinds of, like, flying tanks and tanks with big drills. Mm-hmm. And some, like, super armored turtle-like tanks. Yeah, the... I really like the differences in the, uh... All the enemies... Like tanks and what what are those healing blankets that are floating over them? <laughs> right, those are like flying tanks that drop. Uh, either they'll either heal the other enemies or restore their armor. Mm. But it's a cool rock paper scissors style gameplay. Oh, that's how it is. Well, the blue, yellow, red, mm. because you you know the blue works best against flying stuff. Um, it's a little bit like that, rock, paper, scissors. But then there's also the uh, synergy between your characters. As you progress through chapters at the end of, like, the early chapters, pretty much you get a new character every chapter. Mm-hmm. And then you can, when the characters talk to each other in the cutscenes or work together in battle, they get a synergy where they build up. Once they unlock a co-op attack... Every time they do something together, it builds up the co-op power. 
Okay. And so you can go and switch your characters around and try and build up these uh, team attacks for each different pair of people. Hmm. But then in the intermissions where you can have them talk to each other, they also each have a wish of something that they want to do before they go on in battle again. Yeah. Like some characters will want to... Like, plant fruit, or some characters will want to sleep, or do laundry, or have some boy talk, where, like, a boy talks to a boy, or girl talk, or one was, like, a sleepover, where one wanted to use the dorm and just have a bunch of girls all sleep over, <laughs> or one person will want to upgrade, or cook, or something like that. But you only have 20 action points during each intermission. Oh, so you have to, like, be careful uh, or be choosy at what you're going to do? Yeah, you have to prioritize. And do you want to try and fulfill all the kids' wishes? Or do you want to, like, upgrade the guns as far as you can? If that doesn't align with the wishes, you might have to choose between. Mm. And then those things also have uh, success percentages. When you first start out, it's 100%. But then when you go up to level... Two, it's 95. Level three, it's you know, mm. 85. And so then eventually you might like try to cook like a level four recipe and it will be unsuccessful because you only have a 75% chance mm. of... For it to work. Yeah. That would suck. But then... It's kind of you... like baking though. Yeah. You, you know, if you don't follow it pretty to the point, you can fuck some shit up. But then also the more children that you, like, make friends with and have, like, an at least a level one affinity, and the higher the affinity, the better. But sometimes the kids that you're friends with will jump in and be like, okay, well, I'll jump in and I'll help and make it, bring it from 85 to 90%. And then another kid will come in, all right, I'll help too. I'll bring it from 90 to 95%. So they'll have a better chance of, like, cooking because yeah. they're helping each other. Yeah. That's cute. So, the so more it's friends, like. So it's basically you're in this tank and you're, you have to live. Yeah. That's really cute. Like a survival game. And yeah, nice. Yeah. The food increases like your speed or your damage or like the affinity and the experience that you get. Okay. That's what the food does. There's the, the forge where you can like upgrade all your weapons. Your armor and your magic points. You need to have the right equipment, whether it's like batteries or feathers or wheat or, you know, you need wheat and apples to make apple pie. You need like old batteries and professional tools to upgrade the forge where you can upgrade the tank. Yeah. Stuff like that. And the fighting is the fighting is turn based. Yeah, like I said, active time battle RPG. Nice. And the story involves all these kids. They range from age four to age twelve, and they want to get their parents back from the Burmans who came and kidnapped all their parents. Um, first you meet, you know, your cat people. You meet another couple more cats. You meet a dog named Jin. He's got kind of a term turban. He was like a desert person. Aww. He's really good with. Is he a sphinx kitty? No, he's a dog. Oh, he's I'm like sorry. a really skinny dog. He's he's oh, really good with mechanical like stuff. Like a sphinx doggy. 
And so he joins in and he helps like repair the the tank. Uh, there's twins who like those two are cute. <laughs> they snuck aboard because they're really hungry and they want some food, and so you let them join. There's a girl with a doll. Um, there's another girl who knows a little bit of magic. Uh, it turns out the Burman soldiers are gathering these cat people who have this little bit of magic, and they use them to like power like bio batteries. Mm. And they're like draining their life force, Aww. which ends up killing them Fucking eventually. Burmans. So they can use them as power sources for big weapons. Mm. Shit. Poor key cats. Uh huh. Mamma mia! And then later on in the game, one of the last characters I've had join is a little Burman child. <laughs> <laughs> It is young, so cranky, like a little bourbon should. Yeah, a young puppy. He actually helped the girl with the doll escape from the war camp. That's it's nice. pretty much like World War Two. Yep. Yeah. And that's why that's kind of why they're like sympathetic and they let him come on. Mm-hmm. There's like cute children friendly cutscenes teaching lessons about like, oh well they didn't trust him, the the fat kid like couldn't find his Bear claw donut, and he thought he left it in the kitchen. Well, I mean, and he accused the vermin of stealing it, and they're like, "Oh, you don't, you don't trust me. I wouldn't steal your donut, <laughs> or what they call it, the bear claw." And then, and then the next <laughs> cut scene, he's like, "Oh, I found it. I left it in a different room because I thought if I left it in the kitchen, somebody else would eat it. I apologize." Well, it seems like the whole thing is kind of like teaching lessons, like with them bonding and helping and everything. It seems like it would be a good game for a child as well, huh? Yeah, if you want to teach a nine-year-old about what it would be like to be a World War II orphan and they're into... Might as well get Mouse right after and let them read that shit, too. Let them read some banned books. It's good for their souls. If they're into sexy... Cat teens, you know, show them this game. Twelve year, twelve, twelve year old ginger. Not me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, well, I I don't think that sexy and twelve year old should be in the same sentence ever. <laughs> um, for one, true. So, uh, brief intermission while I smack the shit out of my husband's. Um, so are you done? Fatality. (laughs) That was such a delayed out. They know I'm not reading you. That's you can tell them that all you want. (laughs) We've got editing software. Oh, no, so. I'm not, not I'm not quite done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a couple other things before I get to like the big story hook spoiler that most people who've heard of this game know about. Okay. There's another aspect. There's uh dungeons you can explore to gain materials. Oh, cool. In order to upgrade like your bunks or your kitchen or your forge, all that stuff, you need all the correct materials. Okay. And you can go on expeditions with three of the characters at a time where you go on a 2D side-scrolling stage where you explore, you avoid deadly traps, 
you pick up toy bullets. <laughs> toy bullets. And you can shoot the monsters with toy bullets. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny that you're going around in this giant fucking tank. Could possibly shoot a child out of one of the <laughs> cannons. And you pick up toy stuff to hit the monsters Yeah, it's with. friendly toy bullets and to destroy the walls and the jars. There's big jars. Huh? There's big jugs in these two so D There is levels. piss jugs in here. That makes this game even better. You smash them and you get a blue glowy thing. <laughs> so, so you smash them and Goob's Genie comes out. <laughs> a piece of Goob's Genie. Shout out secret levels. Goob's gloobs. <laughs> Goob's gloobs. <laughs> Are you still there? And they'll start at level one and they get bigger and more complicated. And like when you get up to level three and four, if you use your toy bullets to smash the wrong wall. Oh, shit. Then you won't get enough bullets to like destroy all the enemies and get all the treasures. Hmm. So. Okay. It's not super platform heavy. You don't have to like jump. It's just, do I go up, down, left, right? Do I shoot? Right, and you have not shot a child out of the cannon yet, have you? I have not. That's the big, the big story hook of the game, is that this tank that you have has a soul cannon. Okay. A soul cannon, and the radio voice says during the, actually early in the tutorial, at the beginning of the game. Yeah. They tell you, oh, the only way you're going to win this fight is if you use this cannon. And you pick a child, and it doesn't tell you what it'll do. And you pick a kid, and it puts it in, and it, like, turns the kid into a bullet and uses their soul and kills the kid. But it will destroy any enemy. That's fucked up. So and it it's makes probably you, and it a makes quick you, kill. It's probably really yeah, strong. It makes you do it at the beginning of the game, but then they come in and they rewind time. And they're like, oh, wait, no, we'll let you go through the fight, but this option is here. But we'll only let you use it in certain situations if we think you really need it. And that's the radio voice that encourages you to fight. Ah. And so then, like, as you're going through the game on the normal fights, you can't use it. But whenever you get up to a boss, mm, whenever you, can you get... You sacrifice a child for the you boss can fight. When you get hurt a bunch. Yeah. And when, when it knocks your health down low... She'll okay. say something like, you can't take another hit. You, you, you're you able to use a soul cannon. You must go on. And it happens pretty much every boss fight. Jeez. <laughs> every boss fight's yeah. like, you need to They're sacrifice like, on, a can, fucking kid. You can kid. sacrifice a kid. You kill can kill a child. And I'm up to like chapter... I'm up to like chapter 10 out of 11. And I've beaten all the bosses without sacrificing a kid. Oh, you might have to sacrifice a kid in the end. At one point, I was ready to because I didn't feel like doing this big-ass long boss fight. <laughs> and I was going to sacrifice the little Berman dog kid. Yeah. But then they're tied into the story. It wouldn't let me because they're tied into story beats coming up ahead. Where, uh... Lame. Yeah. There's the... the Dog Berman Lady. 
who you defeated once and then you and defeated like, again. Didn't you like kill her dad or something like in the beginning? I saw. Yeah, her dad, her dad, General Pretzel. <laughs> oh, the one with the gross <laughs> mouth that I hated. And some of these old dogs are pretty gruesome. Oh yeah, and the, and the young cats they're, are really cute. They're making the Burmans out to be like the German Nazis, so they're gonna be gross. And nasty and evil as they should be portrayed because they were gross, nasty, evil motherfuckers. They have like old fashioned like cigarette holders. They do. That have bones in them instead mm-hmm. of cigarettes. So they're just puffing bones. Mm, interesting. I mean, something else in prison. Hail to the king, baby. How do you know? I've heard. I've heard rumors. <laughs> You've heard rumors? Okay. I've seen trailer park bones. Bone trailer park bones. Oh. That's the spin off of um it's the dog game. The cops that are dogs. Paw Patrol. Trailer Park Bones is the spin off. Oh, <laughs> cops are bastards. Are you done? Uh, Fuga, Melodies of Steel, is a fun RPG. I'm glad I played it, even though Ginger smacked me. I because didn't I, smack you. Because I said that I young teens hands. would think that the characters are appealing. You did not <laughs> say it in those words, but okay. No, I okay. did not. I used more inappropriate words. Absolutely. That's all what we're about, inappropriate. The fuck we are. <laughs> inappropriateness and calling out what is truly disgusting. You nasty, you need Jesus. Now it's time for recommendations. Do do well you got a recommendation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you done with your game? <laughs> you oh. you look like you weren't done talking about this game. Do do <laughs> You don't have a recommendation, Will? Um, hold on. I'm trying to recover. <laughs> you... you you murdered me. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to recommend another Halloween-y podcast. Uh, a Halloween-y? Called Full Body Chills. It is a scary story podcast where they tell scary stories. Voice actors, fictional, cool, good, like, sound production, good stories. All right. Full body chills. Nice. I am going to re-recommend, because it's spoopy season, even though I listen to this anyways, Kawabana, true, in quotes, Japanese scary stories from around the internet. So it's, it's just cool, creepy, like, Japanese... Uh, creepypastas, I guess. Um, Tara A. Devlin is the person who is basically the author and the translator of the Japanese horror and creepy creepypastas and urban legends. So, Kawabana. K-O-W-A-B-A-N-A. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank our patrons. Are you still there? 
Yeah, go ahead. Thank them all, Ginger. Oh, you want me to, Will? Yeah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll thank them all, too. Mike Gagne from Boston Harbor Horror. Uh-huh. Chris Copeland from Retro Hangover Podcast. I <laughs> was thinking of a, another gaming podcast. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, wow. I, like, I, I, I almost said a mashup of someone else's podcast with that one. Okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> Sing this. <laughs> Berg this? No. <laughs> Dan the Movie Seller from the Movie Seller, and they are back with some new stuff, so go check them out again. Also, J.D. Lowe, Maiden of the Veil, and come on, Will. Keith Gasper. Your daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. It's not your daddy. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's the main quest. (laughs) That's what I almost mashed up. I almost said the fucking retro main quest. (laughs) Oh, what is that phone number you can call us at? 4432Willie. Or our email is grandrapidiansplayvideogames at gmail.com. Yep. You can contact us there. If you let us know about a review you left, we'll send you stickers. Yep. If you want more stickers more often, you can go to our patron, Patreon thingy at patreon.com slash grandrapidians. Yep. And we will send you stickers every month and shout you out every episode. Hell yeah, we will. We also have a link tree. L-I-N dot K-T-R-E-E No! (laughs) Start over. L-I-N-K dot T-R-E L-I-N-K-T-R dot (coughs) E-E Slash Grandrapidians. Yeah. What's your favorite Pokemon? Goodbye. Minus minus Slugma. (laughs) Goodbye isn't one. Slugma. Mine is Slowbro. You nasty. (laughs) Goodbye.